from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another Tiny House Podcast. My name is Perry. My name is Michelle. And this is Mark. And we're talking to you again from beautiful Portland, Oregon, the what do we call this place? The big tiny land of trees. Land of no, the headquarters of tiny. The big. The big tiny. The big tiny. That's, no. I don't remember oh, what God. Dee and Joan used to call it. Anyway, yeah. this is the epicenter of the tiny house movement. Let me just say, and uh, we've been doing these podcast episodes for a while now, and we have a really interesting host today. His name is Steve Sassman. Steve, uh, we did not know very much about, but we discovered at some point before we even started the podcast that Steve was renting out his Tesla automobile, the back of it as a tiny house Airbnb unit in a storage center. Now, for those of you who don't know what a Tesla is, a Tesla is uh, one of the brand new latest um, electric cars that are out. It's super sporty, super high performance, uh, and is being snarfed up. In fact, I heard there's a waiting list to buy those things now. Um, So Steve is one of those guys who's just super passionate about Tesla, and this Airbnb thing came about, and so we wanted to talk with him about his experience on that and everything else that he's doing. And, And so... Steve, we'd like to welcome you to the Tiny House Podcast. Welcome, welcome Steve. Steve. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Can't wait to talk about it. So where is here? Where are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm somewhere on the south side of Chicago. I'm actually at a Tesla supercharging station charging up my car as we speak right now. Is uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown with you right there? Uh, I think so. In spirit, at least. <laughs> Sorry. So, a supercharging station. So, um, compared to like a regular station, how long does it take to charge? Uh, 30, 40 minutes. Full like charge? That. And uh, of course, it's all free, paid by Tesla, so that's the beauty of it. Yay. We'll try not to take up the full 40. Now, that's <laughs> that's pay, paid by every everybody who owns a Tesla, right? Or is Tesla a sponsor of you now? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, anybody who has a Tesla um, gets lifetime free charging at the Tesla superchargers. Right on. Cool. And so what are you doing in Chicago today? Well, uh, this is part of my million-dollar Tesla trip where I'm traveling the country, all 48 states plus Canada. And uh, I'm traveling around in the car, and I'm interviewing interesting and inspiring people in the car with me with GoPro cameras and the whole <laughs> deal. Oh my and, God! You're doing uh, it. We're doing it with a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> totally, that's awesome. I want to be yeah, you when I grow up. <laughs> and uh, of course, I've also spent a few nights in the Tesla as well. I mean, why not, right? Right. If you're right. renting it out, you might as well stay there yourself. Exactly. Are you gonna hit Portland? I am. Yes. Awesome. Uh, I don't know exactly when. I mean, my my itinerary is is uh, very loose at this point. Let's just say that. Uh, but I definitely will be in Portland. I'm excited to be there. I've never been there, so uh, maybe you guys can show me around. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine. Right, right. I'll be in both. Oh, right on. He's doing all 48 Yeah, states, well, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, assuming there's no Alaska, Hawaii. <laughs> so we not- I noticed on your Facebook page that you now have at least one sponsor on your Tesla. Some it, There was a shape of a house on the back quarter panel. Oh, that's actually uh, my own company. Right on. VR Owner's Guide, and because uh, I'm, you know, I am in the vacation rental business myself, so uh, I have a, a property in Flagstaff and a few more that I manage, 
And that's kind of what, you know, also gave me the idea to rent out the car because I was already on Airbnb for my other properties. And I thought, well, what the heck, you know, why not, uh, why not make a tiny house out of the car and, uh, and go from there. So you had the, you had the, the car, it looked like in the pictures back in the day when we were on Airbnb, or maybe it was the article we saw that the car was sitting in a storage unit, was it? That's actually my prestigious garage. (laughs) Okay. Yes, that was, and that was kind of part of the humor of this whole thing was, uh, you know, yeah, you basically had to sleep in my garage. Mm. Very glamorous, very romantic. I know, I know. Did you give? Did you give them a Folgers can at least (laughs) for their middle of the night trip? Where would they do their business? They actually got to use my my bathroom. I mean, you know, I figure if someone's going to pay 85 bucks a night, you know, they should at least get the use of a restroom. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking. At least I once. Mean, at least <laughs> once, right? At least once, yeah. They had the first one's free. <laughs> there we go. Recurring <laughs> revenue, yeah. I was actually quite... It, it, I, I probably should have charged extra for, you know, number two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but all the water was free. Yeah, exactly. Also. Yes, all the water. <laughs> uh, the Airbnb Operations Center, one of their big operations centers here in Portland, Oregon, and recently I got to, I got to tour it, and I was actually oh, really God. surprised... Oh, at how wide open, shall we say, their requirements and their guidelines are for what you can rent out. You know, this is obviously really on the outskirts of of what people would consider a place to sleep. So uh, that's really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, did you you check with them ahead of time or just list it and kind of see what they said? No, I just listed it. I mean... Um, and because I know, you know, from knowing Airbnb and whatnot, I knew that they had other unique properties like that. So, you know, I, I just did it. Yeah. Um, what else did you see on Airbnb that was similar to what you were doing? Oh, I mean, you know, old rehabbed uh, airstreams and, th- you know, campers gotcha. and tents and yurts. Yeah, and, do. you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's even, you know, some other actual tiny houses on there as well. Sure. Yeah. So, so, um, so the big question, did you get any people renting it? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> we try. We yes, try really hard. Yes, did. Um, and I got about probably 10 inquiries that were, you know, fairly serious. <laughs> I got a couple that were, of course, not so serious. Yeah. We won't mention those. And I actually, I, I actually only accepted two people because that's the thing with Airbnb. Obviously, you you have the choice of deciding whether you want you know that person to actually stay. And you know the thing I quickly realized though was that you know because I, I really didn't know when I when I first did it I was kind of like well I'll just kind of see what happens right yeah but. Uh, once I did it a couple times, I, I, I kind of quickly realized, you know, this really isn't something I want to do long term. <laughs> I mean, it's my car after all, right? Yeah. Was it the idea that someone's going to have actual sex in your car that bothered you? Or were there other issues at play? Yeah, that, 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 
That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't really want to be wiping toe prints off the uh, oh, windows, okay. you know, in the morning. That was I was not looking forward to that. Um, so tell us about the, so. the time that the first person or people showed up to uh, to kind of like yeah. to check in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's funny, though, because the guy, uh, like, you know, when the first guy came, and it was funny because he's actually, he was a journalist, and he was doing it for a story. I mean, you know, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but it was funny because he's a, he was a pretty interesting guy. He's this novel writer, and uh, he's got an interesting background. He was, you know, he's been on Jeopardy like three times. Huh. He's just real, really kind of an, uh, you know, odd uh, resume of stuff he's done. But, uh, but he's a really funny guy, and uh, it was just so funny, like, because, you know, it was just this one, you know, older guy and, and, and me, and, you know, it, we, we just kept, like, kind of, like, looking at each other, and we just started laughing, like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it was, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. We had we had a good time. Well, and, uh, we say that every day about each other. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was definitely you know awkward in in many cases. But uh, but uh, he actually you know slept in the car. He, he said he had a good night's sleep, and because uh, it is, and like I said, I I've, I've slept in it you know numerous times on this trip, and it actually really is, and it's. Better than almost any other car because because of the fact that it is electric, you can have the AC or the heat on all night. It barely uses any battery, wow. and of course, huh. you know there, it's not like a loud engine is on or there's fumes. exhaust fumes yeah. like you know billowing about. Right. So uh, yeah, I mean, even in my closed garage, <laughs> it uh, it you know it, it does a pretty good job. So 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 in that. In that five minutes before he went to bed, was it like uh, you're kind of stretching, looking at your watch, <laughs> kind of like yeah, you know yeah. your shit's in the garage, and get out of here? Or yeah, yeah, was, yeah I know. I was, so I was like, well, uh, you know, text me, I guess, if you need something. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. So probably the biggest positive out of that experience was getting the media coverage. How much media coverage did you get? Oh my God, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, basically, if you want the, you know, the quick story. So, uh, I did a uh, quick little news story on uh, NBC in Phoenix, and that went nowhere. And then a week or so later, uh, CBS wanted to do a story, and then this guy spent like forty-five minutes with me, like, you know doing this long interview and I, I was like, wow, I can't believe how much time he's taking for this kind of funny story. Um, and then they ended up holding it for like two weeks before they, because you know, it's not a, you know, time sensitive story, right? but they ended up, um, posting it right before the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, of course. And you know, their uh, story was, Hey, if you need a place to stay, oh, you know, yeah. oh, here's another option. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So that was pretty funny, and then, uh, but then right after that is when things got crazy. You know, it got picked up by CNN. Um, it was on ABC World News Tonight, with, wow. you know, nine million viewers or whatever. Um, and then about 
I mean, I lost track of how many blogs, but I mean, I was contacted by like the Today Show and the biggest website in Germany and some radio stations and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it just went on and on. And uh, yeah, it, it, it truly was, you know, went around the world and back. So, so out of all that, you got 10 inquiries and two people or has, do you just decided not to do it anymore then? Well, okay, this is what happened. So after the first guy came, I was like, well, okay, that was fun and all, but I don't know how many more awkward experiences I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I raised the price to three eighty-five. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're brutal. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, because I... My thing, you know, I was like, hey, okay, I really don't want to do this, but if someone wants to pay three eighty-five, dollars <laughs> there we go. So, sure enough, the next guy, you know, and of course, he's a journalist as well. <laughs> so, so, it's an expense uh, account. Exactly. So, he, you know, his, you know, his company paid for it, yeah. obviously, but uh, he did another story on it. Um, and, you know, he had the same, same kind of experience. And this guy was more of like a true like he he wrote for an uh for an automotive blog, and um, so he was doing it more from that angle I guess where the other guy was more just kind of comedy or whatever, <laughs> but um, yeah so he he you know he did hit his article and uh, and he paid the three eighty five and and uh, you know that one turned out well too but what happened well though is I think when this when the when the second one came out and that this was from the more the comedy guy Airbnb basically um, I think they probably saw the article and then just they took my listing off oh no really really yeah. really did they send you a message about why or anything no they didn't send me anything but I, that was fine I mean I, I wasn't gonna argue because I was like whatever I didn't you know weird that is weird do yeah. you think they just thought that you were just we're kind of playing it by jacking the rates up, or what do you? What's your? What do you suspect? No, I don't know. I think they probably. I think they were probably like, well, this. I don't. They're, they're, I, I don't know if they thought if they knew it was serious or something. Yeah, or, I, see. I don't know. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Well, you were kind of done with it anyway. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it. Yeah, I, it was a good experience, and I had a lot of fun with it, and whatever. But it's not something I wanted to do long term anyway. So. Right. So you're not going to be franchising that shit. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so what is the deal with you and, and the Tesla automobile? Uh, well, I mean, I just uh, I, I just became really fascinated by it when I started researching it, you know, and I was like a lot of people that I saw in the uh, in the forums and, on, you know, on Facebook and everywhere that was that were like, oh, my God, this car is so amazing. If I could only afford it blah 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 so that that kind of is what got me on the path of figuring out okay i've got to figure out a way because i'm not you know i'm not loaded like a you know a lot of the tesla owners are who are you know it's just like you know hey that's easy 100 grand no problem right it's one one of their collection big big stretch so I, i had to figure out okay how can i afford it um you know so i had to buy i bought it used i did that and that was back before they had a um, a, 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 what do you call it, a used program or whatever. Yeah. So I had to buy it from a private party. And then uh, I just did a b- bunch of research on how to make money with a Tesla. So, you know, I drove for Uber. Oh, right. I, I, I researched uh, renting the car out, you know, like on relay mm-hmm. rides and whatnot. 
turns out I could not do that though. Um, and drive, uh, Uber at the same time for insurance purposes because their, their minds basically just melted when I was <laughs> both of those things. And I'm, you know, they're not going to rewrite in a whole insurance category for one guy with a crazy idea. Right. Sure. Are your Uber so, rates higher than normal Uber rates, or I'm sorry. Are, are your Uber rates higher than t- traditional Uber rates? Oh uh, no, actually, um, I mean you do qualify for Uber Black, which is like the premier high end service. Ah, so huh. you know, same as if you had a, a you know a, a what do you call it a, a black service car, yeah, or town, or town car, yeah, okay, gotcha. So yeah, for the for that you do get the higher. Okay, rates. true. All right. Interesting. So, as you know, um, our audience is tiny house people, tiny yes. house enthusiasts. Um, we're sort of all committed to saving the planet, kind of one tiny house at a time, reducing our carbon yeah. footprint, saving money, quality of life, strange people. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, so I mean, Teslas are really cool. I mean, I'm 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 with you. I'd love to own one too, but. Um, what about, you know, what about the features? I mean, is it just a cool car or are you truly an environmentalist? Are you tree, do you hug trees like the rest of us? Well, you know, I actually, yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably not a, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you'd consider myself a hardcore tree hugger. Um, but I definitely, that was one of the big, big allures to this car was the fact that it is super efficient um, you know, I, I totally love the idea of never buying gas again and, and, you know, in doing something that, you know, even though it's, like I said, above my, what I can really afford, I, it was kind of like, well, well, this is what I'm going to do to do my part. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, and the fact, and I'm all about too, you know, getting the highest, best use out of stuff. And that's one of the things why I do vacation rentals right because it's like you have this property that's sitting there why not use it and and so that other people can get enjoyment out of it so that you can you know make more money on it than if it's just sitting there so and you know that's that to me those are kind of the the big ideas that i like you know or you know not having stuff sit there being wasted right right Right. very cool So you're on this 48, 48 state tour. So what state number are you? Are you halfway through? Or are you just starting out? Uh, I'm about a quarter, a little over a quarter of the way through. I think I'm on state number 14 right now. And what do you do in each state? Um, look for a place to stay. <laughs> no, you know what? It is a lot of logistics, though, which uh, takes a lot of my time. And that's, you know, figuring out, okay, where am I going to spend the night? Um, and so, you know, I'm trying to do Airbnb as much as I can, but the problem with that, that I'm finding is it just, it just takes more time, Mm. um, you know, going back and forth with the potential host, uh, and whatnot. So I've, I've kind of found that, uh, a hotel turns out to be a little easier on this type of a trip, um, than on, cause a lot of times I don't know, you know, where I'm actually going to be that night. So I'm not planning ahead as much. And if I was, I would definitely use Airbnb more. Um, Because probably one of the best experiences I've had on this trip so far was when I did use Airbnb, I went to Fargo. And um, 
I was able to stay with this guy who was totally connected in with the startup community there. And I, he introduced me to a whole bunch of people. So it was really great. Um, that's the one thing you get, you know, at an Airbnb that you don't get at, you know, a hotel is that personal connection to that place. Yeah. You know, and to me, that was really cool. So you get to these states, you figure out the logistics of, for your lodging, and then what do you do? Well, yeah, I mean, the kind of the point of the trip is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find interesting and inspiring people that I interview in the car as we drive down the road. So I've got my car set up with GoPro cameras, and we actually have a conversation um, in the car as we're driving down the road. And, and it, you know, these are people from all different walks of life, and that's kind of part of it, too, is I wanted to get a slice of life from all these different parts of the country, right? And see how that kind of evolves as I move through the country. You know, like I've never, I mean, I've been to the South, but I've never spent much time there. But, you know, to me, that'll be interesting. Like, you know, just talking with people with these, you know, Southern accents and the different way that they speak and communicate and whatever. And then it'll be different when I get up to the, to the uh, Northwest where you guys are. Um, and, and just, you know, the different ways of, of communicating and dress and everything, right? And to me, that's just going to be really interesting. Or you know, Along with the actual story <laughs> of what they're, you know, telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so two quick things that, that just pop in mind here. One is there's a book called Blue Highways. It's about this guy that got a van and he rode all the blue highways. Those are all the back highways around the United States. And uh, fascinating, awesome book from maybe 15, 20 years ago. Another thing, when you're in town, we'll have to introduce you to Greg Hartle. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greg's a friend of ours who basically, you know, had a startup, did extremely well, uh, got extremely sick, almost died, lost everything financially, uh, came out of that with a new vision and lease on life, as most people do that go through that, and decided to basically get rid of everything else he owned left Seattle with $10 and a laptop, and that was it. And he spent three years traveling the United States meeting with startup founders uh, in, in his kind of uh, around-the-U.S. journey kind of... Uh, wow. So I think you guys would have have a lot to chat about, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds really cool, yeah. That's very cool. And back to your other point, too, about the Blue Highways, um, I have a similar experience. I mean, uh, not that I've done it that in-depth, uh, as the guy you're talking about, but um, there has been occasions where I've had to, where I've gone off the, you know, the interstates to like take shortcuts and whatever. Yeah. And I gotta say, I mean, th those are some of the, you know, best parts of the actual driving part of this trip, because you get off on these country roads and it's just quiet. And I mean, I there was actually one stretch somewhere in. Um, Wisconsin, where the sun was setting, and it was just these rolling hills of green grass and like some old barns and stuff. I literally had to park the car, and I took like twenty minutes of photos wow. just because it was so cool. Wow! You know, and you you don't you don't get that on a on an interstate. Wow. Well, you definitely don't get it in a cubicle. So I bet. It, <laughs> oh, I, oh no! So so yeah. I bet it it must be really a, like a freeing feeling doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it, you know, is like I wanted to do I wanted to do something that I would remember forever, because what I've always found is, you know, anytime you're going somewhere different, doing something, you know, getting out of your normal routine, 
that's what you remember. I mean, I'm going to remember this summer for sure. Like the last three that I spent in Phoenix, I can't tell one from the other. Right. You know? Yeah. So to me, that's, that's when you really like, uh, grow as a person and then just have so much more fun. And I don't know. It's, I'm at a loss for words. Well, that's not good. Or, or, <laughs> um, Let or, me help you with that. Yeah, Michelle's got plenty to go around. So, um, you've been to 14 states. You've probably interviewed, you know, at least 14 or maybe more people. What's your, what's, who's your, who's the standout interview so far? Like, do you pick homeless people? Are these billionaires? Like, who, who's the standout sort of interview so far that, that we need to check out first? Oh, man. Um. I'll give you a couple. How about that? Okay. Awesome. So uh, one of my first ones in Phoenix, which was really fun, was uh, uh, it was called uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Shira Nix from uh, Angel Mamas, and they're a charity organization in Phoenix that um, works with families and whatever. But it, they're it's all mothers, and they help each other as well while they're helping others. So it's kind of cool. But the fun part about that one is um, she, uh, we had her plus three of her angel mamas in the back seat. So it was, we had four, four of the ladies. And then uh, the main gal, which is Shira, was in the front seat. She actually got car sick and had to jump out of the car and throw up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. At the end of the... So, and that was actually, you know, and we left that in the video, of course. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no actual, you know. Right. Uh, we don't see her, you know, hurling or anything like that, but. Uh, but you hear it. Yeah, you can pretty, hear it. Pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Okay. Um, and then I just interviewed yesterday, and a funny thing, this guy uh, is uh Immerman Angels. So, and no, I know the question you're asking next is everyone that I interview have an angel in their name? <laughs> but uh, this was just happened to be yesterday, so I, I remember it well. But he started a, he had a testicular cancer himself when he was in his 20s, survived it, and now he started what's called Immerman Angels. And basically it's one-on-one -on -one cancer support so he matches up somebody anywhere in the world that has like a particular say you have bone cancer in your ankle right he will find someone else somewhere else in the world that survived that same exact cancer and match them up as a mentor wow, wow. that's awesome so super cool and he's just wow. a great great guy so it was a really fun great interview um but there's there's been a lot of good ones. Um, how do you yeah, find so. how do you find these? Um, you know, just through some through social media, some I've just people I've already known for you know whatever reason. Um, but yeah, and you know I'm and I've some that I've got. Um, you know, when I did my promo video for this, um, I've had you know people reach out to me that wanted to be on. So it's kind of a mix of all different things. Cool. Okay. Are there. Uh, are there? Are you on Twitter so people can reach out to you that way? Oh, of course. With yeah, your, with it's, your uh, handle, at Steve Sassman. At Steve Sassman. Yep. Awesome. S T E. And uh, I would, you know what? I think it'd be fun to. I would. It'd be fun to get a, a tiny house, person, or if I could even 
if I could find someone that has one that I can stay at, that'd be hilarious. That would that'd be fun. <laughs> we can probably hook you up. We could probably hook imagine. you up with somebody. Let me see, I happen to have one in my driveway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. We got keep Portland weird here. I mean, we could keep you going for a month, meeting different yeah, people every day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'm sure you've heard uh, Portland is the is the home of the only tiny house hotel in the world. So. Actually, we have a really, really uh, lovely uh, couple that manages our tiny house hotel here in Portland. You would have actually six to choose from. So uh, wow. before, before you book it, they are booked out months in advance. But uh, before you book it, of course, please reach out to us and we'll make sure you get hooked up with the, with the local rate. Um, and, of course, um, mine, again, my name is Michelle. I'm building a tiny house in my driveway. I don't know exactly when it's going to be done, done. Um, but it's definitely, you know, got four walls and a door and a window. So at the very least, uh, and the you, roof and yeah, it does have a roof. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> the flooring is going in it. on Let Monday. Me. So I'm glad it has a roof. Um, anyways, so, I'd like to extend the invitation. I love it. Thank you. Let me, so let me ask you a question. So is it almost like a reverse, uh, status symbol, like how small your house is? Um, that's kind you know of, what I mean? here in Portland, yeah, that's kind of true. That's kind of true here in Portland. Um, yeah. um, that we, one of our, one of our, we'll call her the mother of the tiny house movement. Her name is Dee Williams. I think hers is like 12 feet long. Um, she showers at the gym, you know, she poops in a bucket and showers at the gym. So she's kind of the mother wow. of the home movement, um, the tiny house movement, kind of the, the ex dream uh, tiny houser and uh, we all sort of want to go as as small as we can um, while being comfortable so yeah I, I would say that's pretty accurate mm -hmm. her first house nice. I think she's in the second one but her, her first one was 84 square feet wow and the, the yes. average the average tiny house is 188 square feet which is probably I don't know maybe the size of your garage maybe would have been yeah 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 no, that's fantastic. I mean, that's the thing there, you know, and I see in Arizona, I mean, there's a lot of like just ridiculous houses that are, I mean, you just don't need it. You know, it's just, it's just more of a burden too. you know, not only financially, but every, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I like what you guys are doing. So that's cool. Well, a lot of us in the tiny house movement, too, you know, what we want to do, I, I work for corporate America, I sit in a cubicle all day, um, my story is I have a couple of teenage kids that are headed off to college, and when they're all done, I don't want to pay rent and, you know, work in a cubicle, so a lot of us aspire to be what you are and who you are and do what you're doing, yeah. and it's a huge, it's a leap of faith, obviously, you know, you take a lot of risk and you do a ton of uncomfortable things every single day. You never know what you're going to expect. So from that perspective, what advice do you have for those of us that, that are, uh, are want to pursue that kind of lifestyle? Um, are, are there certain things that you tell yourself every morning? I love this. I love this. I love this. Um, what, what's your advice for those of us that, that want to live well, vicariously through you? Sure, sure. Well, I think a big part of it is, you know, you want to do some research, obviously, so that you don't just blindly throw yourself into something. Um, but that being said, at some point, you just have to pull the trigger. Because there's so many people that have 
how many people do you know that have said, you know, oh, I want to do this, and they they've been saying it for ten years, right? Yeah. Most. You know? <laughs> and then just like on this trip, I mean, I really, I, I I really needed more time to plan this thing, and especially if I was going to get sponsors and so on and so forth, you know, they're not going to just you know, do a sponsorship in a week. I mean, a corporation, you know, you got the budgeting, you got all this stuff, all these different layers of the corporation you have to go through and so on. But anyway, um, but you know what? I, I said, screw it. You know what? I mean, I did enough research to, to, to get it to where I needed to, but then I just said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I don't know all the answers right now, but I'll figure it out along the way. And kind of like my, you know, another example is I have a, uh, a really good friend who lives in Phoenix, but who is, he was born and raised there and just is kind of sick of it. You know what I mean? Um, and he's always wanted to move to San Diego and, but he's like literally talked about it forever, you know? And I'm like, it's just go, right? you know, just make it happen. I mean, the thing is that what you have to do is you just have to decide that you're going to do it and you know plant your flag in the ground and say this is the date i'm doing it and there's there's that you'll figure it out you just you'll figure it out that's that's the key it's funny that you mentioned san diego it just so happens that in the last probably last couple of weeks san diego has been the first major metropolitan area well except for portland i guess um to really zone specifically for tiny houses and tiny houses on wheels as well um, oh, nice. Yeah, San Diego, you know, they represent, they, excuse me, they recognize the, the value that there is to be gained in, um, in allowing these, you know, and here in Portland, we have a really generous, what we call ADU, um, Accessory Dwelling Unit Policy, um, which you waive the building fees and so forth, which is very cool. But for those of us that are building tiny houses on wheels, we're still very much uh, living, you know, between the lines of legality, and 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 so it's funny that you mentioned San Diego. Tell him if he uh, if he wants to take his tiny house there. They're they're welcome. They're welcoming them right now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I I I know there are some people that are doing like kind of the um, mobile home, I guess, things there in San Diego as well. I don't know how closely related that is to the tiny house movement, but I mean, I'm talking about some friends of mine that are very well off, but they're getting, you know, a real kind of inexpensive, small, um, kind of beach house. That's like a mobile home, you know, Oh yeah. Nice. instead of, you know, the $1.2 million, whatever, Monster you know? to take care right. of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I got a, I got another, um, so again, I think there's a lot of similarities in our experiences. Um, tiny house people also tend to be sort of bombarded with a lot of cynics. Um, our family members don't completely understand why we're doing this and what we're doing. So I, I would imagine you have some, um, probably similar experiences. What about your family, your children, your significant other? What do they think? What kind of feedback and input have you gotten about your trip, about your journey, and your decision to live way outside the box. Sure. Um, well, yeah, I know. I've definitely gotten, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. You, you definitely get, have critics, and I had, you know, in fact, you know, one of my best friends was like, you know, that's the crazy, you, that's just, what are you doing, you know? And uh, that you just have to ignore that, you know? I mean, you want to listen and make sure that you're not crazy, <laughs> Um, 
I mean, if everybody is saying that and, you know, you, you want to listen just to kind of keep yourself grounded. Um, but at the same time, if you know in your gut that, you know, you're doing what you want to do and you have your reasons behind it, then, you know, you shouldn't let anyone stop you. Right. I'm assuming that uh, you can still run your rental business from the road, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, you know, it probably, I, I couldn't do it effectively uh, on the road 100% of the time, I don't think. But, you know, like this trip's about four months. Um, but, you know, so I, I can do that and, uh, and then come back and then, you know, dive in and, and get some more hands-on stuff when I'm there. Um, but, yeah, it would probably be a little tough to try and do it full-time on the road. Because the then you're just relying on other people. and Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, you should. Um, but you still need some actual oversight, you know. Right. Do, you, do you have a significant other? No, maybe I'll find one on this trip. Right on. Uh, <laughs> what, what about your mom? Do you have anyone who's any, anyone close? No, well, unfortunately, both my parents passed away already. So, um, I, you know, my family at this point is my brother, who I just uh, left his house this morning because he lives in Chicago. Oh, nice. Uh, with his family. So, um, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Right on. What does Tesla think about what you're doing? Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to them. Um, I mean, I've, you know, I've talked to some people at the Tesla stores and whatever, and they, they love it. But, you know, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the higher ups, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they love when people do stuff like this. It, it helps their cause and helps give them good publicity and whatever. So, um, but yeah, in fact, though, you know, one of the people, cause I do have this list of 25 people that are my dream guests in my, for my trip. Uh, and of course, one of those is Elon Musk. Sure. You know, we'll, we'll see if he, uh, if he's listening today and, uh, you know, we'll tweet this out. We'll tweet, we'll tweet this shit out. <laughs> we'll tweet out. And we'll say, we promise that, uh, you know, that your Tesla won't blow up. After <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Elon. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All so right. Tesla recently came out with a battery again to tie together the Tesla and the tiny houses. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard about that fantastic yes. house size or, or this, this Tesla battery that's going to run a whole house. The tiny house movement is absolutely abuzz with, you know, who is going to integrate it first. Um, we love right. Tesla. We love the technology. We love everything that they do. So uh, it's a really, really close tie, close match to to, again, what we're trying to accomplish from an environmental impact perspective. Yeah, no, you know what? That that seems like a perfect match, too, because, you know, obviously a tiny house draws a lot less resources and needs than a, than a full-size house. So I would imagine that, you know, one power wall from Tesla would really do the job, um, you know, Quite easily for a tiny house. But yeah, I would think it would power everything. I mean, most tiny houses are like you know, well under ten dollars a month for electricity, and that's traditional. So just, I would think, uh, yeah, Powerwall would do it all. My whole my whole house, just to give you just a piece of perspective, uh, my entire house runs off of a one ten extension cord. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, gotta, that's amazing. Yeah, the whole house. So um, I, 
Yeah, I just recently plugged it in, so I know it's no longer theory. I'm quite excited. Um, I plugged it into my outlet in my garage, and, and nothing blew up, so I was very excited by that. Yay. Well, Steve, thank you so much for participating in our chat today. Really appreciate you coming in from Chicago by telephone at the Tesla. Yes, Turbo yes. Power no, it was very game. exciting. I'm so glad to hang out with you guys, and uh, I look forward to hopefully... Uh, Meeting up when I'm in when I'm in. Portland. Absolutely, yeah. Give us as much notice as you can, and uh, send us an email. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll uh, we'll make it fun for you. Yeah, totally. I love it. I cool. love it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Bye. Drive well. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sitecast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.